This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you there, and thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. Welcome to the show. Let's talk your political and current affairs program right here, where we bring to you trending stories right here in Nigeria, Nigeria's politics, Nigeria's economy, however it may be, and try to make sense out of all of it. Um, Nigeria is actually facing a crucial moment in its economic transformation. President Tinubu's administration is faced with both a significant challenge and an important opportunity. They actually have the responsibility to fulfill their commitment to implementing changes that will contribute to a robust and stable economy. And as Nigeria stands right now, it's at a crossroad for economic transformation. A lot of things are happening. And I just was saying this morning that I was exclaiming like a Yoruba girl, shouting ye and ah, when I was seeing some of the things that um, our economy is going through. And one of the things that Nigerians are beckoning for is that, yes, all of some of economic policies have been made, but the implementations are yet to be seen. And Nigerians are wondering, when would it happen? The government has promised palliative to cushion down the effect of the fuel subsidy. How many people have gotten the palliative as we speak? The government also said they were going to be giving out, I think, how many billion to 70 enterprises? How many of those enterprises have gotten that loan today? Some states have said they are going to be increasing minimum wages. How many workers have gotten the increased minimum wage? A lot of questions beckoning for answer. A lot of people waiting to see the government implement some of these policies and implement some of the promises that they have made to the government. Well, it's a good day. Welcome to the show. My name is Abigail Seaman and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Emika Omisi. Emika, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listener. It's a beautiful Monday morning. Like you said, the economy is going through a lot of things. I saw, a, not a report, but an opinion from somebody on Twitter, on X rather, and it seems as though the projections are quite there. They are quite dark. And if you're in Nigeria and you're a business owner, this is the time to tighten your belt, like they often say, you know, um, prices of dollars are skyrocketing every day. Everything seems to be going on high. But I have a few questions beyond the economy and a few things I think I need to ask Nigerians and ask the government. Like you said, two weeks ago, the president made a statement on palliative measures to be given to Nigerians, farmers and businesses. Two weeks after, we've heard nothing after that we also heard two weeks before that a trillion naira has been saved from the fuel subsidy we don't know what that trillion naira has been used for has it been given to governments to state governments in their federal locations we also saw not too long ago the nigerian air bohaha nigerian air still has not been talked about we also heard um, we also saw in the news 800 million world bank loan nobody's saying anything about about it till now so my question is what's is happening to these things are we just going to pretend like these things are not happening are we going to pretend like we've not had a series of conversations around these things or like we're often doing this part of the world sweep it under the carpet and for the cbn and its 
I won't use the word rascality, but the past seven years from the report, CBN hadn't given us a proper financial audit. Yeah. And it was released because you remember that the president had, you know, put a special investigation on the CBN and Gordon Mayfield to know what happened to them while he was in charge. And you have given a report. And from the report, we've seen it seems as though what we thought was bleak is actually non-existent. And it begs a lot of questions. Who answers to these things? When things like this happen, who are the people responsible? CBN governor obviously is the easiest scapegoat, but beyond the CBN governor, the other people in charge are often asked, the person in charge of the economy, the vice president was supposed to be in charge of economic policies during the time of, you know, General Muhammad, President Muhammad Buhari. What happens to him? The Auditor General of the Federation, who is in charge of auditing the CBN? And why were these audits not done? The ways and means that we have talked about for several weeks on ending and how how rascal, you know, how rascal the, the CBN governor and the, the president are then uh, had run the ways and means going against the initial definition of what the ways and means supposed to do. Who takes the responsibility? Because every single time these reports come out, every single time these things are uncovered, mm. it's either that we um, talk about them and then it's nothing happens or we, or we use political conversations to paint these pictures it is high time that these questions are answered a lot of times when people say things like ninjas are not asking questions we are asking there questions, questions yeah. we just have people who do not care to give us answers mm. and I demand that not just CSOs that every Nigerian should be getting answers Every single time things go all right, we are often left in limbo because the people meant to answer questions do not answer. And lastly, in the ministerial screening last week, we saw a certain former minister who obviously be a minister accused of not properly documenting how 52 billion was spent. And all he said was, go to the CBN. The, uh, the records are okay. there. Nobody went to the CBN. Nobody, Nobody gave us a that. report. Mm. Nothing happened. He was confirmed as a minister. Like they often say, Nigeria is not a banana republic, but maybe banana republic is a lot more hopeful. It's a lot more beautiful than what we run now. Because in any same climb, mm. many things happening in Nigeria should not happen. But like I often say, Welcome to Nigeria. Good morning. You said something and I wanted to say metaphorically, um, I know Nigerians, we ask questions when we don't get answer, we just become laid back. I think it's hard time that we hold these people to the juggler and demand these answers. If not, we definitely will say, oh, you get people saying, we'll answer it later and you don't get an answer to it. And to, before we get into the meat of the conversation this morning, um, a story we're following out the hour, Forex crisis, marketers propose 720 naira per liter suspend fuel imports. Now, all marketers indicated that the cost of premium motor spirit, popularly known as petrol, would rise to between 680 naira per liter and 720 naira per liter in the coming weeks should the dollar continue to trade from 910 naira to 950 naira at the parallel market. They also hinted that dealers seeking to import PMS were being forced to put the plans on hold due to the scarcity of foreign exchange to import the commodity. Now, the warning came barely one week after the local currency crossed the 900, 900 naira per dollar ceiling, with the naira selling at over 945 per dollar at the parallel market on.
on Friday. Well, it seems like a lot of things are happening in our economy and we'll try to make sense out of this and to help us make sense out of um, all of this, what seems to be nonsense, uh, Mr. Emmanuel Shaibui Dennis right here. Lovely morning to you. Welcome to the show. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here once again and good morning to our listeners out there. Good morning. And before you start to talk, people, um, Mr. Aldeni is a year older and sure that he's pissed at me that I didn't call him. But I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to sabotage it. Now he's keeping a straight face and he's like, mm, now you sabi. But anyway, happy birthday to you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to you, Thank sir. You so much. Oh, and you, you and he's looking really sharp yeah. today. Oh, you answered it because my mind is whatever. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday to you. Thank I know you. it was yesterday, but happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for being a gift to the earth, if I if I could put it that my way. My friends actually shut down yesterday. For yeah, he was giving me gist. Well, let's let's get on into the conversation this morning. Uh, I want you to help us make sense out of all of these things: the forex crisis, um, the economic policies that seemed to be there on paper and not being implemented. A lot of promises made here and there. The CBN not making audits. A lot of things are going wrong, and Nigerians are wondering. Why now? We thought that we were done with it eight years ago, but it seems like it's coming back. And for a former uh, vice chancellor in, um, of Ibadan, University of Ibadan, um, Mr. Ido, he has a total different opinion. He's saying that some of these things will bear fruit. Um, not that many Nigerians agree with his opinions, but I want, I want to get your own opinion or your own what you believe. Let's make sense out of this because Nigerians right now need all the sense they can get. Thank you very much um, for this opportunity. First of all, let me place on record that um, JFM has consistently endeavored to enlighten the listening public, even though the much you can do, you can't uh, get people to go to, you can't get people to go to the radio themselves. Mm. All you do is to come here, put the information out, bring in experts to do the explanation. First of all, let me lay a background. Nigerians are not well informed. Mm. And who should do the enlightenment? It's the government. Through various agencies, ministries, departments, and other de of, of government, Nigerians are not well enlightened and not well informed. So government or whoever is responsible take for granted that we have put it out there, it's on the newspaper, it's on radio, and they just go back to seats. That's number one. It will shock you to know that 60 million Nigerian adults are presently unbanked. Mm. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, MBS report says 133 million Nigerians are multidimensionally poor. Mm -hmm. That does not mean the remaining people are not poor, but they are not multidimensionally poor. Mm. Now, it also means that we shroud a lot of things in big grammar. Yes. That the woman on the street, the man selling spare parts, does not understand these things, even when those things affect his business. And when the decisions are being taken, no matter whose ox is God, you bear the brunt. So let's start from October last year. The appropriation bill was presented to the National Assembly and it was stated clearly that subsidy will go by June. Yes. The National Assembly, you know, went through their legislative assignments and passed the budget mm -hmm. with the um, provision that subsidy should go. Yeah. Then the President Commander-in-Chief signed it into law. That means we all know that by June, subsidy, subsidy will go. go. 
So it's not a question now of whether it is Bola uh, Tinubu uh, or whoever had won because they wouldn't have come with their own separate budget that time. The simple question I have asked is, you said subsidy will go by June. What provisions did you also make in the budget? To cushion the effect. To cushion the effect for at least your staffs who are the civil servants. Let's start from there. You said you will save this much by the removal of subsidy. And if you are saving that much, what provision did you make for civil servants, uh, local government workers, and all that? No provision was made. That's number one. Some entrepreneurs who saw this by January increased their staff salaries by 100%. I did for my staff in January. Banks and other private institutions increased their staff salary from March. 40%, 30%, 100%. They did. This is eight months. Three, two months, three months into the removal of first subsidy. Some civil servants in some states are being owed four, five months salary that has lost its value when it is paid. So you are being owed salary in February, March. It is that same salary they will pay you now. Yeah. And that's what we call time value of money. That salary of maybe 100000 has lost the value as at much if it comes now. Yes. And we go to the same open markets. They will not sell a bag of rice lesser to Mr. A because he's poor and sell it the different price to Mr. B because he has money to pay. It is the purchasing power that you go to negotiate with and buy. Unfortunately, the President Commander-in-Chief is now on the driver's seat. The truth is, when you are not on the driver's seat of, of an institution, you see differently. Yes. Yeah. And when you are on the driver's seat, it becomes a reality.com. Permit me to tell you, Ahmed Bolatinobu was shocked at what he met. That's the truth. Yes, he's an accountant, he's a tax person, but the rot he met is humongous. And I give you one. There was no way, and put me on record and quote me, there was no way President Mohamed Buhari would have removed subsidy. It wasn't possible. Because 70% of the beneficiaries are not announced. Sorry to cut you short. You said um, what Bola Tinubu came to see is a shock. But we had preparations to handing over. There was a transition committee. Was, what was it not giving what, what was some the synergy? of this? What was giving? the synergy? Mm. Now, I am particularly happy the way it's happening. Because it is APC that handed over to APC. Yeah. If it was maybe a PDP or a Labour that won, some of these decisions that have been taken would have been taken, but it will now be seen as winch hunting the APC. Mm. Yes, because and, uh, what's his name? Obi said he will remove subsidy. Yes, Atiku said he will remove subsidy. If Atiku said he will said the refinery, mm. so what difference is what Atiku said with what we're experiencing now at the moment? At the moment, so. The reality is that we get policy on paper. Now, check policies over the years from nat uh, national population, uh, national planning era. Every policy, no matter how good it is, has what we call a gestation period. Yeah. It takes up to six months to 24 months before any policy will have its proper effect. But as a government, what Cushion did you provide while the policy is maturing to full implementation? Anybody in the economy that watches it, we knew the dollar was, was going to go up. Yes. We knew. Mm. 
except we want to deceive ourselves. But what you what you noticed was after the election, election was there was really no violence. So the dollar was stable. Very stable. Was stable. Was stable. I bought dollar nine thirty last week. I bought. Now the question will be you say people should seek for alternative source of income and build income streams. From what income do you want them to build multiple income streams? Your salary probably is hundred thousand. If you want to start another business, is there is there a hundred thousand will draw from the space for you to start? No. It definitely has to be from that. From what you correctly and that has been devalued. Now, we blaming a mefele. We saying he did this. Was there any financial misappropriation charge that has been leveled against him? The None. the charges are based None. on None. terrorism. None. And possession of fire. I can guarantee you, none. That's somebody that worked in a commercial bank for 26 years and became the MD of a bank, of a tier one bank. He now so pretend over the central bank. I give you another perspective. He became governor of central bank 2014 July. President Muhammad Bari took over May 2015. So he worked with a Mefele for four straight years as governor of central bank. And when it was time to renew his tenure, three people were recommended to the president commander-in-chief, including a Mefele. So the president, if he wasn't satisfied, he had the option not to retain him. Sure. But so, he did. But he did. And the, the central bank governor takes direct order from the president commander-in-chief. So why do we want to blame him so much? Yes, he might have done some things wrong, but he takes instruction from the president, commander-in-chief. And will he say, I will not do it? So, there is the likelihood, allegedly, that there are some other people benefiting. Emefila has been in the in custody with the DSS based on some confessions. He has been, it will try to know that some of the deputy governors of Central Bank were invited for interrogation. They were invited mm. by the FCC. Because it couldn't have been him alone. But but most of the time we see we see some of these invitations. We see the AFCC permit me to say carrying the big boys, the big weights and after months, it's it's a forgotten story. You see that it just goes within thin air and everybody moves on with their life. We've seen people being questioned by the DSS. As Emeka was mentioning that of the ex-minister who was back there and they were questioning him for 50 billion what, that had gone missing or 52 that had gone missing and he said they should go and ask the CBN. People like that walk freely in broad daylight. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Nigeria is going through a lot and a lot is going through Nigerians. Mm. Yes, Nigeria is going through a lot, and a lot is going through Nigerians. Ask yourself a simple question. Why didn't the president send Kiamo's name with the balance? It was afterthought. He now sent Kiamo's name. Why? And the man himself even said he had given up hope. Of minister. Becoming a minister. Meaning that he doesn't have any other job for a senior advocate of Nigeria who is a legal luminary and a learned silk. Does it mean he doesn't have any other job? He do, does. Do, don't forget, he's been under investigation by the FCC of a of a, of, of, a, of a house he has in the US. Yes, yeah. he's under investigation, and he said he got it from private practice. Nobody's saying you cannot get it. prove it that it's from private practice, and that's all. Now here are Nigerians who can barely feed. Now people are trekking enormous distances because they cannot pay for fare. Fuel moved up from three hundred to five hundred to six seventeen, and we are hearing it's going to be seven twenty seven fifty. Yes. At what amount has your earning capacity increased? No. Most people earning salaries as we speak. 
if they decide to fuel their car, some of them would not have anything to feed. School fees will go up. Very true. Cost of living will go up. But the president, whoever said that we saved one trillion for not paying subsidy, can we make do an audit? The president now has purportedly a bloated cabinet, 48 ministers, ministers, even more than what Ebuari had. So, is that how you will maintain a slim administration when we have consistently complained that the cost of governance, mind you, the president is not staying in Asurok as we speak. Yes. yes it's not even in Asurok. Do you know because of that singular decision, somebody lost his job? And I explained to you, where, if you know Abuja too well, the three arm zone, driving into that place, the DSS, National Assembly, the Asu Villa, they block the road until the president comes in. And somebody who was going to work had to be delayed for one hour and he lost his job because nobody's allowed to move. What will it cost you to just use an, an Air Force uh, helicopter lift the president from Wednesday to Asu Villa? And there are Nigerians going on the road that have lost their job because one man who swore to defend and uphold the constitution of Nigeria is the president commander-in-chief. Now, you came up and you are playing to your strength because he is trying to play to his strength by talking of tax, 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 tax. The truth of the matter is we are not saying you should not reform the tax because a lot of Nigerians have been, in, have been overtaxed or doing double taxation. Meanwhile, a lot of Nigerians are not even paying tax, tax at, at all. all. At all. So while you are trying to get more people into the tax net, people will still feed, people will still pay school fees. What measures have you put in place to ameliorate? It would have been a simple thing by putting increment of a civil servant salary in the budget while you are saying you will remove subsidy. My question has to be with the CBN and the report. The FX problem seems to be going out of hand. From the CBN reports, um, a financial report that we saw some days back, apparently the ways and means, which has always been a very big issue and a yeah. very, you know, major controversy, seems to have been, I always word bloated, because bloated will make it seem as if it's like 10%, has been thrown off the ceiling. First question, what do we, how does the, always word unnecessary, because obviously the, the president's needed the money for certain things how does the ways and means being you the, the amount for the ways and means going over what was expected because the idea was five percent of the gdp is what the cbn can give to the government yes. if they need help but we're just giving them money as we as we feel like so how does it affect the economy directly now it, it, the, the effect is obviously negative it's a question like I like to say, it is obvious to the blind and visible. Um, is, is audible to the deaf and visible to the blind. Now, don't forget, the central bank is the banker of government. The CBN governor is the main account officer to the president commander-in-chief. Yeah. So would you, as a sitting central bank governor, in the way Nigeria is presently constituted, take an instruction from your boss? And say no. And say no. That's the simple question because I can tell you for free that a Mefele knew he was doing the wrong thing. There is nobody that doesn't know, especially for those of us in the banking industry. So, was he trying to protect his job by saying no? If you have protected the job hitherto, the new president has come and booted you aside. Investigation is on. And he's revealing a lot. The question is with what he has revealed, how many people have been brought to account for? A lot of people have been picked. A lot of people have been questioned. A lot of people have been interrogated. The question is, as a professional, 
who you are uh, uh, giving responsibility based on your merit to man that place. It is also your duty, as, uh, while taking uh, recommendations from the uh, uh, instruction from president, guide him on what is right to be done. Emefele didn't do that. That report you are seeing is megally doctored. It's Seven worse years than report. that. Who prepared the report? It's Emefele that prepared the report. The president person acting as deputy uh, gov- governor was also a deputy governor. So yes. he was, yes, yeah. so, he was part of the system. So, so it's not, it's, there's nothing different. Mm. So the question is this. Nigerians are not interested in that report. Nigeria is interested that she, when, when I go to the market with the price of rice go down, the price will be able, to afford, be able basic. to afford it. Particularly because our purchasing power has remained. Prices of goods and services have gone up even without necessary, uh, without a, a question of adding more input because of transportation. Rules are bad. Cost of production, the items that constitute your production has gone up. So the person we want to make a markup, so he, he cannot sell to you at the price he was selling. So is government aware of this? The answer is yes, but they are paying deaf, deaf ears because of their, their, their selfish interest. The truth of the matter is this. <laughs> Tax alone cannot solve our problem. It cannot. Wow. Until we do a proper audit. The person that was appointed as the, to be the forensic investigator of, Cent- of, of Central Bank, mm-hmm. has he started work? He was formerly the Financial Reporting Council of Nigeria's boss. He had allegations against him also. <laughs> Very yes. true. So you are taking somebody that has allegations against him to come and investigate a whole central bank. Who are the people in the team? I'm privileged to be a forensic, a fraud investigator also. So the question is, what is the terms of reference? Where and where will he go? And suddenly a seven years report of Central Bank is coming out. Who wants to read a bulky document? Um, just to say, some, some economists and analysts have said that during the, 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 fin- the accounting gymnastics, <laughs> that's the word I will use. Mm. The accounting gymnastics from the reports shows that there's much more than Mr. I. But the other big question is... Uh, reserve a dollar reserve we had thought before that we had a certain amount but from the report the cbn let me use the word for everyday nigerians are owing about i think 77 billion yes. 7 billion dollars to jp morgan so it means that right now our dollar reserve is very low deep it has depleted for the average nigerian and the average person that does business what does he mean when we say we have a close to zero dollar reserve now it's like a collateral we do not have collateral anymore the so goes, you, money. you cannot wow it's as simple as that but you see we when we don't want to make obvious the issue we tend to use, like you say, accounting gymnastics to cover it up for the layman. But the truth of the matter is the policies on ground are not bad. Their maturity is not something that you will sleep and wake up and it will mature. It's a process. Can we explain to Nigerians in, in, in a language they will understand? Sadly, the person who will explain in government will still come out and use those accounting terms that these people don't understand. Meanwhile, what two hundred naira can afford last week, that same two hundred naira cannot, afford, cannot it. afford it. Now, now it will shock you to know that people, in the name of exercise, are trekking all over the town because they don't have money for transport. Some will trek to a point and enter vehicle because of what they have. We are seeing them all around. Now, the truth is this: Can the president be truthful and begin to? 
called to account. It's not only the central bank governor that should be questioned. There are a lot of people that should come to answer because they played roles. Some of those ministers have roles to play, you have see. questions to answer because mm. they were in the previous government for, for crying so very loud. What was the scorecard of Ephesus Kayamo? In the last administration, all you now said is, I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, and the Senate, an apology and and the Senate moved. accepted it. And there is a report flying now that some of the ministerial nominees who are now designate bribed the Senate before confirmation. It's in the public domain. Because I want to be a minister. For instance, I've been governor of a state for eight years and I did not do anything. And I'm going to accept being a minister of a ministry. What influence will I wield? To that effect, because I want to remain relevant or in the corridors of power, and your constituency, whom you represent, are suffering. And at the end of the day, we will say that we feel your pain. That's the word I hate to hear. Mr. Sherwell, let me let me ask you, um, with all of this going on, the economy policy, as you've said, the gymnastics and here and there, I think one thing that we're, um, we're, we're forgetting has to be the National Development Plan. And I want to ask, do you think that this administration has a development plan? No, they don't. Why, why would you say they don't have a development plan? Where, where's the roadmap they are leading us through? Mm. i give you an example. One of the tools of a development plan is our population. Yes. How much have been spent by National Population Commission prior to 20 to a handover and the president said the next administration will do the census that's what the president said mm. and do you think the way it is presently constituted this administration will vote money for the real census to take place for census to take place with the way it is now mm. price of dollar is auxiliary. see let me tell you until there's a modality mm. by the central bank and the bankers committee because I, I can, I, I, as, as, as we speak, there is dollar in the commercial banks. They have dollars. But they have not been instructed by the central bank to deal. But don't you think our problem is that our economy is too dollarized? We are running a dollarized economy. We have economy. spoken about dollarizing the economy. The question is, why would Nigeria not come up with a policy that says, if you are paying for any goods in Nigeria, it has to be in, in Naira. Naira. Why schools we not to schools that point? accept school fees. In dollar, and we are okay with it. So why will a dollar, which is a currency of another country, becomes so more uh, have so much impact to even whittle down the effect of our own local currency? Yes, United States dollar is the primary currency of trade in the world because every country holds its foreign reserve in the U.S. U.S. is more indebted than any other country, yes. but because yes. your foreign reserves are held in their country. And they have capacity to manage their, their debt. Do we have capacity to manage our debt? You wake up and say, I want to give palliative to people. Do you, do you do, see, palliative is like giving a relief that doesn't cure. That's what palliative means. You are giving a relief that doesn't cure. Just to manage the situation. Just to, just to, just to manage, let it not look as if. But it, you, the, the pain is still there. So what is 8,000 in the presence? Economy can it fill the tank of a tricycle? No, obviously not. Mm. I filled my tank yesterday 36,000. That is the amount I used to fill it three times, and that amount, depending on how I move, may not last me a month. Yeah, if my salary is 100,000 and 36,000 alone is for fuel, mm. hello, sir. That's the question. Now, we don't seem to have this reality because we are seated in a well-air-conditioned AC, there's tea for us, and it is the taxpayers that are feeding 
the people in the Asur rock. Meanwhile, the ordinary woman in the market has to get to the sh- market to sell, to be able to ensure that she can get food ready before the children come back from now. We're on holidays and children eat more when they are at home. Yes. Mm. And you can't control it because it's their time. Mm. They are not bothered by your economics. They must eat food. You leave them at home, go to school, go to work, or you send them off to a summer class. They eat more. If you're not working enough to cover that gap, how do you deal? So, our economic policies may be good, but can we be explained to us Nigerians? This thing will not mature until so 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 time. While we are working, talking to the mic so that while we are working, thank you. While we are working, this is a measure to cushion the effect. Mm -hmm. We want to increase salary, labor. I mean, NLC, TUC have been doing back and forth with government. I'm wondering, does it take that long to strike a deal? When, if you want to decide your own allowances as those in government, you decide and it is approved, and those of them, National Assembly, are asking for palliative with their current earnings? My next question before we pick calls is, with the way things are, for businesses out there, especially the ones who have to do deal with dollars, will the dollar increase or have we, I won't say seen the highest, because like you said, in 2022, I think Bank of America had predicted that the dollars would get to 913 2023. And we all thought, ah, God forbid, you know what happened to us. Here we are. Projections in the next four months before the end of the year. Would the dollars increase any further, or would we see some level of stability in the dollars? And if the if it's not if it's not increase any further, I think the answers are simple: if it increase. But is there any hope that the dollar will stabilize, probably to seven hundred? And my last question: you remember, I remember you coming here talking about the floating of the naira being a positive for the economy. Do you still hold such opinion on the floating of the dollars of the naira rather being positive for the economy? If you float naira. It therefore means that you allow it to run as a primary currency. The question is, as it is today, if nothing is done, you and I know that the dollar will go further up. Now, what economic policies are they putting in place right now to cushion that effect to the extent that we should allow the banks who have dollars in their vault meet the needs of genuine Nigerians who have need for dollars. The truth of why dollar is going up is there are some people who are storing dollar as a means of savings. Yes. That's one of the major reasons. People do not have va- a genuine needs for dollar. They don't. They store value for them. They store value. So you mean I want to make more money by storing it in another country's currency in my own country. Meanwhile, the commercial banks are there. The central bank is there. Now, until the central bank with the bankers committee come up to clearly give modalities because if for instance i'm going to pay school fees i should by virtue of the naira in my account fill a transfer form let the bank do the bidding on my behalf i don't need to go and look for dollar that's what it used to be in our early days in banking but that's not now you have to now look for dollar somebody lost his admission because his bank was bidding for him from January, he didn't get the transfer done until until September. He lost the admission. That's a long time. In 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 Jones. So the, he had to write to the school, and the school said, "The only thing you can do now, we've gotten money. You have to defy your admission because you are, except you are not interested. We cannot make process to refund the money." But the guy said, "I'm still interested." So they had to defy the admission, and he took the January window instead of the September, which he was supposed to do. Now this is just the one. You know, what if it was a medical issue? Mm. and lives are on the line 
and this this payment need to be or what if it's is an equipment now i tell you there's a, a a client i'm consulting for he has deposited his money over 100 million naira in his naira account for equipment to be to be imported the central bank and the boi between them have refused to remit the money to the company in china to import the equipment meanwhile he has a request to manufacture things for government in just plateau states a lot of things. And before we finally open the phone calls, um, just so that uh, we make sense, we're trying to make sense out of it and try to look for a possible solution. So I would ask you, so what factors do you believe will play a critical role in reshaping Nigeria's economy and um, ensuring steady growth for us? Number one, let's sit down and look at the current Naira dollar policy. Mm. There are people, like I said, who are taking dollar and they have no need for it. They are the major players. Number two, there are people in government that are cronies to the broader change and they are keeping the dollar as a store of value. Mm. Number three, how long will it take us to increase the salaries of civil servants? What is it going to take? Why is he looking as if it will require rocket science to do that? Now, if you remember 2012, January, when President Goodluckability Jonathan attempted to remove subsidy, he had already put palliative measures ahead. Before. Before. This one, no palliative. We have removed it and we have activated our coping skills and we are supporting government that is going to work. Yes, it's going to work. It wasn't as if it was not going to be tough then, but for a period of time, I am of the opinion that good Lord Jonathan should be sitting and be laughing at Nigerians. <laughs> I'm going to ask this final question, and this is one that a lot of economists, you know, um, do not agree on. Like she asks, what are the solutions? Some people would say that in an economy as this, um, the, one of the best things to do is to encourage business transactions. However, the interest rate in Nigeria, the last time I checked, was 18.75%. For some people, they would say, we use the interest rate so that people can get access to loans for very low interest rates so they can start businesses. For some people, they will give the example of what happened in America of zero interest rate and a lot of borrowed that ensure the economy went bust. For you, should the CBN reduce interest rates to, to encourage more businesses or should the interest rate remain to ensure that we don't have too much money borrowed by people and not paid back to the government? The question is, do banks give loan to startups? No. No. So even if you crash the rate, for instance, it will still be those who are in the books of the bank who are doing business that may get access to it. Now, even if the bank reduced the interest rate, that is one part of the economy. What of the cost of production? What of the cost of manufacturing that is not in the purview of the bank to reduce? What, what, let's say we drop interest rate to 10% now. They give us loan. But the, 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 the inflation is up. It means that I will still not be able to afford what I should afford in quantity or in amount, even though I have gotten a loan that I should, it should give me access because I don't have cash. Two, how many businesses have the conditions precedence? Most times, we think banks don't want to give, don't want to give. Banks will not... Um, uh, violate what is in the prudential guideline of the central bank that guides them on giving loan. Some of those people shouting do not meet the requirements because I can tell you for free BOI gives loan, Nexim Bank gives loan, uh, Bank of Agri gives loan to people who qualify. There are companies and industries that have gotten that. Most of those people complaining do they meet the requirements? 
Is it a function of the requirements being changed to be able to accommodate more people? The requirement cannot be changed by me and you talk. It has to be deba- it has to be amended by law because it's a prudential guideline as part of the Bank and Other Financial Institutions Act that has been signed into law. So if it's going to be changed, then maybe at an NPC meeting or bankers committee meeting, we can agree. But the truth of the matter is that the banks are holding public funds. It's not government money. And they must account for it. They must make profit on it. It's sacrosanct. Because they must pay their staff. They must run their operations. And most banks today, how many hours do they run on public public power supply? They run on gen. And who, do they, do they, does it have, can they influence the price of this do they buy? They cannot. All right. We'll open the phone lines right now for our callers to be, listeners to be a part of the show. And don't forget to be a part of the conversation on our social media platform, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws and off Twitter at JFM Jaws. The numbers to call this morning, 90 555 Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. All right, do well to call back 90 555 or 0812187777. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the show this morning. We're asking you what factors do you believe will play a critical role in determining the success of President Tinubu's administration in reshaping Nigeria's economy and ensuring steady growth? And if you are part of Tinubu's economic team, what innovative suggestions or actions would you propose to bring about positive change? Mr. Mr. Day is laughing. At, at me for that question, but let's let's take your call this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Thank you very much. My name is Sadi Kumar. I'm calling from Chicha and Junction. Sadi Kumar, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, I will comment to your guest. Actually, you have spoken the minds of most of Nigeria. You have spoken very very well. You see, in this present administration or in this APC administration, we don't know where Nigeria are facing. Seeing the kind of policy that they are bringing, seeing the kind of uh, uh, the kind of uh, uh, governor that they are bringing, that is bringing hardship to Nigerians. Mm. We don't know what is the way out because we don't, the democracy is for the people. I think any policy that the government will bring is supposed to be that is true to the people. But this administration, this civil uh, administration, we don't know where they are heading to. Hardship is just on, on Nigerians on daily basis. To the extent that some people are even committing suicide. But the government are not doing anything. As your guests have said, if they are going to remove this subsidy, I think it's supposed to have a program on ground that is going to suit the uh, palliative of this subsidy. Mm. But now that the subsidy has been removed, uh, everything is recorded on daily basis. But the government are quiet. We are not seeing refineries that uh, are being rebuilding, mm. and we are not seeing any additional of salary to any worker under the government. But still, on still, the issue of Niger uh, 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 is coming up, and the government is now uh, shifting the goalposts to that side. But All right. on the uh, 
president who mm-hmm. make sure that we do what is necessary to Nigeria we need to be better. All and right. even Nigeria should work up on their to fight for their own right because this is the time that the, not only the NLC, all Nigeria have to come out to make sure that life has been better for Nigeria. All right, Sadiq Kumar, thank you so much for your contribution. 0905566699 and head on to our social media platform www.facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss and off Twitter at jfmjoss. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you very much. My name is Waldi Steven. I'm calling from Hoshi. All right, go ahead. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I want to salute you for inviting a seasoned financial analyst to your studio this morning, Dr. Shaib. I also want to wish him a happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, like you rightly said, I think Timbu is more of a bookkeeper than an accountant. He knows the books, but he doesn't even know how to play them. Now, like you rightly said, the man came and the level of rot he met on ground was unprecedented. But because he's from his own party that he met that the same party that that was his party yeah. there's nothing he can do about it mm. but i think he needs to put his foot on the ground and be very very focused because this quality we are talking about where are they this is about three months down the line nothing is forthcoming and people are groaning by the day mm. i pray that god almighty will help us so that we we learn to choose leaders wisely and then things will be better for you thank you very much and have a nice day thank you so much for your contribution hello good morning all right, do well to call us back. Sorry for that. 09055666699 or 08121877777. Hello, good morning. Abigail, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm Madam Queen, calling from Abbasan. Madam Queen, good morning. Go ahead. Yes, good morning to your guests and good morning to your time. Good morning, Madam. You see, what is happening today? When the uh, governor of Edo State, he talked about this issue. And the government came out and they denied it. I'm so surprised that somebody that has well read like this, like a message, will do this kind of a thing. The problem we have in this country is that they prefer uh, to be in power than integrity. Because if you know that somebody is leading you out of your profession, mm. what you would have done is for you to resign. And you don't resign, you put Nigeria in this kind of a mess. And today, now look at what is happening. This government of Buhari, they have already destroyed this country before handing over, yeah, handing it over to to, to this present government of uh, uh, of Tinubu because of his desperate he wants to be, is 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 and before you enter Keke, because sometimes I laugh inside Keke, when I'm inside Keke, I will laugh. Because anybody that is coming, he's telling you, this is what I want to drop. Please put the amount out. If mm. you will call it, carry the person you carry. If you won't carry the person, you leave the person. Yeah. And that is the kind of, how long are we going to live? I want mm. to round up by saying that, this palliative that they are talking about, we Nigerians, we don't want palliative. This 
person that we have started when they came into power in 2016, they said that we should be present, that Nigeria CDP uh, destroyed this country and that they are trying to fix it. Now that the, the, the APC has destroyed the economy of this country, in the time of good luck, we had a, a robust economy. Our economy were not this bad. But today, now look at what is happening. So, what is this government going to tell us? All right, Madam Queen. They are hungry, they are, their account is, is well fed. But we, like the one we want, they, mm. should, they should not give us palliative. All right. In the next six months, so that we end this happening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madam Queen, for your contribution. We'll take this call this morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero two one two one eight seven 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 and on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Yeah, this is Bob. All right, Bob, go ahead. Uh, all these things we are experiencing in this country. Either the is not working, and when it was working, what was the station of Nigeria? When refineries were working, the three refineries, and when when they are not working, what are, what 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 what, what's, what is the consequence now? Mm. And we talk of hunger in this country. Was it like that in the in the past? When farmers were allowed to cultivate in their various farmland in every state of this country, were we talking of hunger? Were we talking of hunger? Bandits have disallowed farmers to cultivate in their various land to bring food to the citizens. Mm. And nobody was talking about it that time. Nobody Nigeria was not that serious. When this thing happened for good eight years, that has to do with food production. Nobody was talking about it. It's now we realize that there is hunger on the land. Mm. When bandits are taking over some land. Bob, because of our time, you have to help us, to help us to wrap up your thoughts quickly because of our time, okay, Bob? So what I'm telling you now, yes. we have to go back to good days. And what are the good days? When there is power, let's party to work. Every industry that you see in various states that are shut down, it's a lot of failure of power. Mm. My advice to government is to look into the power area and make sure that power is restored. All right. So that factories will pick up in every state. All right, Bob. All this unemployment will take on here and it will not be there again. All right, Bob. The factories are working in various states. We don't talk of uh, unemployment. Mm. You see the fact that we advertise the employment, employment job. Radio will advertise employment job. Where are they now? Because there's a failure of power. All right, Bob. Thank you so much. Because of our time, I have to cut. I have to cut you short. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you for your contribution on the show this morning. We'll head on to our social media platform this morning for comments on Facebook. Are your daily Agbabiaka says the government should stop these palliatives, increase the minimum wage by hundred percent, give jobs to those who deserve it. Nigeria deserves a good life. My question is, what jobs are you giving to the people? 
you have to create jobs to give it. He's Angazi says, God bless you, JFM. God bless you too. Phil Koka Factors Guwon says, we only pray for God's intervention on Nigeria's situation. Ajag Samson says, um, for the topic, I will advise President to, instead of increasing minimum wage, he should review the cost of living in Nigeria for the benefits of all Nigerians, both the rich and the poor. And two, before moving um, fuel subsidy, he should have waited until Dangote refinery was in full production. He says, Comrade Yusuf Bitru says, if I should be Mr. President's economic team, I would advise him to return the fuel subsidy and then start to work on the areas that will totally expel the pains and anguish of the general public. As fixing the refineries, opening room for more foreign investments, farm impulse in a subsidized rate. And with this, he will surely put smiles on the faces of the masses. John Blaze Orlani says, not everyone is a federal government worker or state worker. If the federal government is yet to increase the minimum wage, what is stopping the private sector from increasing the salary of uh, salaries of their workers and also other employers of labor? Same also applies to state governors because they are getting more money now. Must they wait for the federal government? Albert Akaya Dagzer says, I want to believe that Nigeria is blessed to have President Tunubu in a crumbled economic time as this. He is an experienced businessman and a friend to economic experts worldwide. He's not an experienced businessman. Let's just be clear on that. It's high time he keeps any selfish interest that accompanied him to presidency and writes his name in the Golden Book of History of Nigeria. Dimas Balafran and he says, you can't reap what you did not sow. This is what we sowed and this is what we are reaping. Here's the question. Who is to be blamed between someone who voted for, a bad, for bad leaders and is expecting good results and someone who got to political office by all means? Big question, Dimas Balafran. Those are all the um, comments we have. On Facebook, heading over now to Twitter, where we have some comments on Twitter. Quickly, on Twitter, we have from Ayodele Agbabiaka, I think. Just give me a few minutes. On Twitter, we also have from Jimmy Clem says, Good morning, everyone in the house. For me, the truth of the matter is, Bola Ahmed Senebu is only there to loot his own part of the national cake and recover all the money he lost during the elections. Even if anyone is having a brass idea to help, my organo here. That is quite um it's quite journalistic to say. Kunben Bishu says the economy. It is unfortunate that the president keeps talking as if he has us in mind. Too bad. Those are all the comments we have on Twitter. And finally, before we go, um, I don't know if uh, Mr. Emmanuel could react to some of the comments and that of um, the callers this morning. Thank you very much. Now you can see that the mood of the nation is such that everybody is feeling the bite even the people who seem to be earning something substantial the truth of the matter is it has depleted the purchasing power it has also reduced i mean increased the time value of money mm. now every nigeria is feeling the bite what it means now is whilst we wait and hope that government will take some measures you who is earning something can you begin to make some adjustment in your life i proposed the theory in 2014 november what i call personal adjustment program the truth of the matter is there are places that you consider should go before now they are totally unnecessary that's the truth mm. there are things that you should buy you can delay them 
you find alternative means this is even for those who are earning what of people who have lost their livelihood completely some people whose business in the last two months have they've closed shop they are thinking of how to you know bring back up their life and i feel the president has his people of his party because they don't have separate filling station they go to they don't have separate market they go to mm. they don't live in the air we also go to the same market we also buy the same fuel they should be able to you know communicate these feelings of nigerians All right, hopefully uh, because of our time we can take uh, take, uh, take take it up from there and work on such we want to thank you so much mr emmanuel shivaivo uh, for coming on the show this morning the news comes up by 10 o'clock you want to keep your thoughts locked on to j101.9 fm to stay informed for myself Organize every other day you should organize from the words of Asha Kea from Emeka Omisi. Stay out of trouble and spread love. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.